Welcome to Letters to Women, a podcast where we explore and embrace what it means to live out the feminine genius in our ordinary, everyday lives as Catholic women. I'm Chloe Langer, and in today's episode, I'm sitting down with Nicole Caruso, and we're talking about Nicole's Worthy of Wearing Challenge, why you shouldn't feel guilty as a Catholic woman if you desire confidence and beauty, and why holy and wholesome self-care benefits not only ourselves, but everyone around us too. I've loved following Nicole on Instagram for quite a while, so I really enjoyed getting to know her and her story as a Catholic woman better, and I can't wait to share her wisdom and joy with you too. If you've pushed your beautiful clothes to the back of the closet, waiting for a special occasion or a different season of life to come along before you enjoy them again, sister, this letter is for you. We're welcoming to the show Nicole Caruso. She's a makeup artist and a beauty expert who's pursuing her call to help women realize their value and invest in it, body and soul. And she's the author of a brand new Worthy of Wearing book that's coming your way in 2021. Nicole, welcome to Letters to Women. It is so good to have you on the show. Oh, Chloe, thank you so much for having me. I'm so looking forward to our chat today. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about dressing in a way that honors our dignity as Catholic women, what it means to invest in ourselves, and this worthy of wearing challenge. But before we dive in, Nicole, can you tell us a little bit about your story as a Catholic woman? Absolutely. So um, I am, I was born and raised Catholic, but I don't think I understood the fullness and beauty of the church and just all of the... um, I didn't really understand Christ's love for me until I was 16. And it it was, it was a long process of kind of seeing these themes that I had grown up with in my life or seeing a blessed mother statue and not really understanding it to all of a sudden, just one of those kind of lightning bolt moments where you're like, Oh my gosh, Jesus would have died just for me. He loves me as I am in my sinfulness in all the mistakes that I make, he still cares so much for me. And I think that was my first lesson in understanding what it means to see your self-worth in Christ. And I think since then, I've sort of been chasing um, this this whole message from that point on. But of course, I have to share that, you know, as a young girl, I was just obsessed with style (laughs) and makeup. And um, I just, I, beauty speaks to my heart in a very deep way. And so as I got older and I'm coming to understand all these truths about Jesus and the church and the beauty of that and beauty of tradition, um, and then also just developing this love of makeup and sharing that with other women and also dressing and, and how style just is so personal. It really was like these two different paths kind of walking alongside each other, but that were kind of separate. And so as I got older um, and I ended up working in the fashion industry, I just felt like there was this huge disconnect between women of faith and women who loved fashion. And it was just, there was very little overlap. And so I just started to try to bridge that gap. And um, only in the last few years, I had this idea of worthy of wearing, what that means for us as women, and um, sort of trying to combine the jobs that I've had in fashion and in makeup. Um, I've been a makeup artist for over 12 years now kind of using using the beauty of the faith that we have and sort of kind of finding a way to make this beautiful tapestry of both and not just having them be these polarized topic. You know, it's it's a the long story could be longer, but you know, grew up in Connecticut and um, now I live in Washington DC with my family. I have three kids and um, under the age of six. 
And so, you know, just now working in, in beauty and now writing this book has been a huge, um, huge blessing to just work with women in a way that is really tangible and sort of sharing this message with with as many women as I can. I love that. I love how it's speaking into the beauty of the transcendentals as well. I think too often it's easy to think of beauty, the, the beauty that draws us to God and think of classical architecture or, you know, really beautiful religious paintings and skip, totally skip over clothing and well beautiful makeup and how that that is something that can can lead us to appreciate the beauty of god and and who he is as a creator and and an artist as well absolutely i mean if you see a woman walking down the street and you see that she's wearing something beautiful and you can see that confidence that she has because she took that time to really express who she is with her clothing i think that does draw us closer to god because she's a creation that he made and she has a story and she has a certain way of pairing things together in a very artful and fun and maybe different way than you would. And I think just being able to admire that and say, oh, my gosh, like, look at this woman. Maybe she's not dressing the same way I would, but there's something beautiful about this that's very supernatural. Um, and it's not just about the clothing pieces. Our clothing is an extension of our story. Really, when we have this appreciation of that, then comparison is something that we don't necessarily have to struggle with as much because there's this recognition that the different is beautiful as well and that her story isn't my story and that's good. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. I 110% because I think that's been the beautiful thing that I've seen in in connecting with women over this idea of that we are worthy um is that each of us feel worthy wearing something different than the woman next to us. Yes. And I think you're so right. It is about our story, where we've come from, what our family history is, where we live, where we've traveled, you know, all of these things inform our story and our personal style, and that's why it is so exciting and so much fun to express yourself in that way because you may be wearing a ring from your grandmother you may be wearing a scarf from traveling to the holy land etc etc and it's all just these beautiful you know tangible things that actually tell a part of your soul and where where you've started and kind of where you are now nicole on social media the way i first came across your story and and this mission to help people recognize their worthiness is these amazing worthy of wearing challenges and you encourage women to see their like we're talking about to see their clothing as a reflection of who they are and wear a piece that connects them with the fact that they have human dignity so how did Mm -hmm. how did this worthy of wearing challenge come about and have you seen this approach to clothing impact the way that you dress and the way you view your own wardrobe too Worthy of wearing, you know, I, I have to say it started right around the time after becoming a mother. So up until that moment, um, being married, being a young adult and a, and a working professional, um, and also being someone that was born in Manhattan and then lived there, being in New York is a very special experience of fashion and style. Being that the the industry is really located there and people in New York are just so much more comfortable being a little bit more over the top than they would be in an average American city or town. I think that informed a lot of my style choices. So I would take something I really loved and then just like 10x it a little bit more um, just because you can. And um, so then I went from, you know, having a wardrobe of things that were fun and printed and studded and these all these different textures and things to motherhood, where not only was my body different, you know, size, shape, but also just the comfort of being with a baby all day long, like it it just was this night and day experience. So I ended up having all of these beautiful kind of work clothes in my closet that were just not practical for my lifestyle, and also just didn't fit. 
And so there were just all these kind of competing themes where I just kept saying, well, I can't wear that today because today I'm home and today I'm just taking care of my daughter. And I, it's just this ordinary life that I've kind of hung up my hat and, you know, it doesn't make sense to wear these things anymore. And then it just kind of dawned on me um, after I had my second child and I realized this is a mindset thing. This isn't like I need to give myself permission to be who I am because right now I don't feel it. I'm not feeling like myself. I'm feeling out of touch with how to dress, how to even get out of the house. And um, it was honestly preventing me from making friends. It was preventing me from getting social time in or even just going outdoors. Honestly, it was affecting my confidence in a way that was much more intense than I even realized. Because as women, we need to feel confident in who we are so we can go out and do whatever it is that we're meant to do. Um, and when I was so distracted and so internal about what I was wearing, what I wasn't wearing, who am I, why don't my clothes fit? Um, why can't I wear that gorgeous blazer? Because it's just going to get spit up or bodily fluids on it. I sort of had to make a shift in how I thought about it and then also make a shift in my closet. You know, seeing the things that I loved before, maybe they weren't quite practical for staying home all day as a stay at home mom. But what I did was take elements of that and say, okay, I love wearing animal print. Maybe I'm not going to wear an animal print sheath dress on a day that I'm you know, home with my daughter, but maybe I can wear it in a softer, cozier material, or maybe I can wear it in a shoe. And I started to kind of make these small shifts and realize as I was talking about it on social media that other women were doing the exact same thing. Now, whether it was from motherhood or whether it was just a lifestyle change, a new job, a new city. We all do it in one way or another, where sometimes we just look in our closet, we tell ourselves, no, can't wear that, no, can't wear that, no, can't wear that, and we end up wearing the same things that are kind of like our basics, but that don't make us feel very beautiful. And of course, being made in the image and likeness of God, we are inherently beautiful and lovable and worthy, but it's very easy to forget that when you don't sort of adorn yourself in a way that makes you in touch with feeling that that is true. So the more I talked about it with women, the more I just said, oh my gosh, it's not just me. There are other people who do this too. We need to kind of band together. So it started out as a challenge of like, okay, let's kind of fix, fix how we're thinking about this and let's for a whole month dress ourselves or take time for ourselves as if we are worthy of wearing. Now, that can be taking time for prayer. It can be taking time for your skincare routine. It can be taking time just for a shower where, you you know, some days moms or, or women, we're just so busy. We just put that as the last thing on the list. And how much better do we feel after, you know, a nice hot shower? Like <laughs> you just can't beat that feeling, you know, you know, as, as the challenge, we did, we did one challenge this past February, and then we just finished one um, in June and it is even hard for me. So I, I think that's why it is a challenge. Even even though this is kind of like this message came to me and I was the one that shared it with women, it is still so hard. Some days you just get stuck and you just want to, well, it doesn't matter if I wear my robe all day, but it really makes a difference. Even if I get dressed at two or three o'clock in the afternoon, I suddenly have a burst of energy. I have ideas. I'm being creative, <laughs> you know, um, I feel like I can, you know, put that armor on and kind of let let the day, let let whatever comes at me that day sort of happens. It's it's been a beautiful thing to be on the receiving end of other women saying, "I tried this and it changed something for me." And I think that is so humbling and that also makes me know that it's 
it's it's God. It's God that wants this for women. He really, really wants us to see ourselves as worthy of love, as worthy of care, um, and as worthy of like taking time for ourselves and not just serving, serving, serving all the time. I think that's one of the things that I've loved the most about following along with Worthy of Wearing and the challenges has been recognizing that, yes, this is good. And I I do struggle with this because I'm in that season of a one-year-old and I have to laugh because I put on a blazer this morning and I was like, oh, this is so great. I just, I do feel much more confident. And then it lasted for a couple hours before it got lunch all over it from the one-year-old, but it's it's the thought that counts. But but what's beautiful is just knowing that I'm not alone. Like you said, this is something that other women are also wrestling with and, and wanting to discover more in and of themselves and so many different life seasons and so many different personalities and the different stories that women tell through their worthy of wearing challenge posts are just really beautiful. Oh yeah. And, and you know what, I have to sit to speak to that, what you were saying about wearing your blazer for a few hours. I think that's something that can discourage us in advance. So we'll say, Oh, it's going to get dirty anyway. Why should I even try? And I think, Clothes are washable, <laughs> you know. Uh, we have we have washing machines, and clothes are meant to be worn. They're not meant to just hang there in the closet, you know. So I love that you wore it for a few hours. It got dirty. Okay, we wash it. We wear it again, you know. <laughs> um, it's like giving ourselves permission to be a little messy and maybe have something get thrown in the wash more or, or head to the dry cleaner. It does make a difference. It makes a difference in everything. And it's not that it's the clothes make the woman it's the woman makes the clothes but when we use them with with the intention of expressing who we are and just getting in touch with how does christ see me you know then it doesn't turn into an extreme where we are just like worshiping the latest greatest newest trend etc We're going to take a quick break from my conversation with Nicole and tell you about today's sponsor, Pink Salt Riot. If you know me, you know I love my stickers. They decorate my laptop and my water bottle, and I've had amazing conversations with total strangers at the coffee shop or the library, all thanks to the stickers that decorate my writing laptop. That's why I loved getting my first sticker squad package from Pink Salt Riot a few weeks ago. My favorite is the Stay Curious sticker. For the price of just a cup of coffee, you get three new stickers every month and you get your first month of stickers 50% off with the code Sticker Squad. It's just a fun package to get in the mail and I know you're going to love it. Head over to today's show notes to use my affiliate link and by using that to purchase a Sticker Squad subscription, you help support Letters to Women at no extra cost to you. Thanks in advance for supporting Letters to Women and our sponsors. Now let's get back to our conversation with Nicole about why we're worthy of wearing beautiful things and taking care of ourselves as Catholic women. Yeah, let's dig into a little bit more about what you're speaking into these these lies that I think for women, it's easy to fall into the trap of, especially when it comes to self-care or getting dressed. And it seems like you've spoken into this really beautifully over on your Instagram account where there's almost two ditches to fall into when it comes to our appearance as women. Either it doesn't matter because it's all, it's all about vanity or if I have it, I'm going to flaunt it and it doesn't really, I'm not going to count the costs or, or the impact. How... Where's the virtue in the middle? How do we avoid falling into those two ditches and those lies and instead find that truth about clothing and what self-care means for us as Catholic women today? Anytime you're falling into an extreme, it's really a time to check your intention in what you're doing, no matter what it is. You know, you can go after ministry after ministry after ministry and be neglecting your family and your home life and your bills. And that would be wrong, right? Just because you're serving in a ministry and then neglecting your duties, that is actually wrong. <laughs> so I, I like to put it in that context the same way with how we dress ourselves. What is our intention in getting dressed every day? 
Um, I know for me, like there was a, there was a time when I was, when I was working in fashion in New York and I was so concerned about looking a certain way, about wearing the right brands, about having the right shoes. And it was like an obsession. It was on my mind all the time. I was heading to stores after work to make sure I had, you know, didn't repeat outfits, things like that, that takes control over your life. And that's not speaking um, truthfully about who you are when it's just about fitting in and it's about making, you know, getting eyeballs on you, or getting attention or making some sort of a statement that's not authentic to who you are. Um, so I think anytime you're, you're getting dressed, you're getting ready, it's, it's also about acknowledging that you have inherent dignity because you are a daughter of God and he wants you to be alive in this very moment, in this very time. And he has a plan for you and he has a mission for you in order to go out and do our mission. We can't be distracted and insecure and worried about, oh, I don't like the way my shirt fits or I don't like the way my pants fit. I mean, I've been there where I'm in a meeting and I'm so concerned that the belt that I put on over my skirt is sliding, you know, around my, my skirt the wrong way. And so someone's talking to you and you're completely not hearing what they're saying because you're thinking about your clothing. Um, that's not the goal. The goal is to spend that time in the morning, get dressed, put on that, that armor, get ready for the day and don't have to think about it any other times the rest of the day until you're done with your day. And I think when you put clothing um, sort of in the, in the same group as like a tool, it has a use, you know, it, it dresses us, it adorns us, but we also want it to be something where, yes, we feel confident. Yes, we feel good. And now I don't have to think about it anymore today. I can go and serve. I can be present to who I'm with. I can be with my family. I can be at work and, or I can be a student um, and, and be completely at peace with what's going on and not fussing with, you know, a low neckline that I keep worrying about or, or how my, my pants aren't quite comfortable. Because those, those things, when, when they take us out of being present, um, really th we can miss an opportunity for grace and for sharing what it is that we're supposed to be doing in that moment. Yes, that's so beautiful. And I, I love how you're talking about too, how having confidence and being joyful and at peace with what we look like really not only impacts the way we are reminded of our own dignity as daughters of God, but also it's impacting the way we see other people and are able to honor their dignity because we're not worrying about babysitting a top that is way too low. And I didn't notice until I walked out the door and things like that, because it, it does impact the way that we interact with those that we love, but then also total strangers too on a day-to-day -day basis. And that's just a radical way of thinking of self-care. Cause I think sometimes self-care gets this bad rap of, oh, self-care is selfish. But what you're speaking into so wonderfully, I think, is this idea that it's not just for us. It's enabling us to be on mission for others too. Yes. And when you are that confident woman you see walking down the street, sometimes you want to stop her and say, oh my gosh, I just love your shoes you know, or I've been on, a, you know, the subway in New York City and have someone say, oh my gosh, your bag is so great. Like, I just had to tell you. And that right there is an opportunity. That is an instant connection that you otherwise would not have had to evangelize. Now, I'm not talking about like standing on a soapbox and, you know, screaming at people about certain things. I, what I mean is that that person to person evangelization that happens when someone says, I love your bag. You can get to talking about things you never even imagined. 
and especially if you're wearing a miraculous medal or you have rosaries in your pocket or you have a book that you're reading on the spiritual life. And so it might start with a bag or a shoe or a haircut or a pair of earrings, and it will quickly move to a connection of the heart. And I've experienced this working as a makeup artist and having someone sit down and, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I have a little insecure about my skin or I'm, you know, I don't think I can wear that shade of lipstick. And my mom always told me it was a bad color on me. Um, and what that really does is get you to their heart. And so what you're really hearing is my mom said some things to me growing up that really hurt my feelings and, and affected my confidence. Or I don't feel my best when my skin looks like this and I want to feel better about who I am. So can you help me with this? You know, so, you know, you think about how silly it can be. And I think for some people that live in that more extreme land of all clothing is vanity um, and all, you know, all makeup is, is frivolous and these things don't matter. And they're, they're keeping us from sainthood. You know, I, I don't agree because I, I truly believe you can attract so many souls to Christ um, and to the love that he has for us just by simply taking good care of yourself and by treating yourself the way he would treat you. Because if he's the king of the universe, then that makes us all his his daughters, his princesses. And I know that that term can kind of make you think of like a, a cute little three-year-old twirling around with a wand or something. Um, but I want, I want women to really picture a modern day duchess, you know, like Kate Middleton or, or just these, these princesses in, in Europe that are just so regal, so demure, so they have that confidence in their eyes, whether they're smiling or not. And they really pay attention to the details of expressing who they are in a very, I just think it's, it's a very tangible, beautiful way. Christ wants that for us too. Now we're not all going to be walking around wearing pantsuits and that's also not the mission of worthy of wearing. It's not about promoting one style or one trend. It's really just trying to express that part of who you are using clothing and not necessarily ascribing to, you know, the machine of the fashion industry, which are, you have to have this trend and this shape bag and this shape shoe and oh, that color is out and this type of jewelry is in and you just have to keep up with it and it's so exhausting. Um, and it's not really speaking to the beauty of a woman, which we are timeless. We are not trendy. We're not on a cycle of clothing, you know, drops coming out and, um, we all are very victim to the lies that we hear in the media about women and about style. So I just want to disrupt that a little bit and bring it back to being beloved daughters of God and, um, and just using, using your, your self-care, your clothing to be kind of a, a message, like an, you know, a message that you're sort of walking around with to attract people back to him and be, be like a mirror back to Christ. Mm, that's beautiful. I love how you say that there's a timelessness in that there's a timelessness and belovedness and identity in the Lord and having that be that foundation. And to this freedom that comes from not being enslaved to the latest trend or the color of the year, or, or and just going back to this idea that it comes from a confidence that I, I know that I'm beloved and I have this very holy confidence, not a prideful, like it's because I look so great in this dress, but no, it's because I'm beloved and I de- I'm worthy of being beautiful and, and seeing myself as beautiful and how that is just, that just flies in the face of how we've been taught, I think as women to consume fashion. Absolutely. And unfortunately, it's only gotten worse I think, over the last few decades. 
And we have such an opportunity now to really kind of vote with our wallet and also just be mindful of, you know, where we're buying clothes, how often, how they fit our bodies, and also just how they fit our lifestyle too. You know, there can be a, a super great trend. Um, and I do this all the time. I'll walk into a store that's totally not my style and I'm just like fawn, fawning over everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so great. This is so great, but it's so not me. Um, and I think as women too, sometimes we'll see the style of our best friend or our super stylish aunt or, you know, even just a Pinterest image. And we just sort of like ascribe to it and try it, but it still doesn't feel like us. And I think there's a danger in that too, where we're imitating and not really kind of doing that deep work of, well, maybe I'm not a girl that loves wearing dresses, which I personally, I'm, I don't love wearing dresses. I actually really prefer wearing pants and just kind of having that, having that little conversation with yourself and then making those tweaks in your wardrobe so that when you do open up the closet in the morning, it's not full of, you know, 80% of stuff that you feel terrible in. It's full of 90% of stuff that you can just grab and go, you know? Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. There's so much value in that. Especially I think of this every time I open my closet when we're getting ready to go to say a wedding and it's like, Oh, let me, I've had, I've had very many more than I'd like to admit Saturday morning spent trying on everything and feeling as if nothing is good. And then in this past year, starting to be really intentional and it's hard work and you're speaking into this so well it's much easier for me to walk into the store and be like i'll just take one of these things because target says it looks good this year than to really take a, the hard work of examining my closet what do i already have why doesn't this work what piece do i like and why do i like it that that's a lot more of an investment into who i am um and it, it is easier uh, to just kind of copy paste what someone else is doing Yes, absolutely. And we're, we're all on a budget. You know, we all have different budgets, but, but we all have one. And so it's important to be intentional when you're shopping. So I, one of my best friends in, um, when we lived in New York, we would have this joke about our to buy list. So it was like, we would go into the Goodwill on second Avenue by our apartment and we would get out our phones and be like, okay, black cardigan, you know, yep. camel blazer, um, sequin skirt, whatever the thing was that we were looking for, and then just hunt, like really hunt those racks of goodwill. And you wouldn't believe the gems and the things that we found that were like, oh my gosh, this is $2 and it's exactly what I wanted and it's a wool sweater and, and whatever. But, um, you know, so it doesn't matter what your budget or where you're shopping. It's doing that hard work at home and in your closet and having that honest conversation with yourself why do I keep buying floral dresses when I don't like how they look in the mirror when I'm finally at home? Or why do I keep buying X, Y, and Z and it's just not who I am? And then when you finally do get that outfit, that confidence that you feel, that ownership of self that you feel of like, yes, this is me. And now I don't have to think about it anymore. I feel great. Now I'm going to go do what I have to do. But it does take that hard work at home before you ever step foot in the store. Do you have any tips just in terms of like the nitty gritty when women are listening to this and saying, okay, I want, I want to believe this, this worthy of wearing, I'm going to take this challenge. I'm going to take a look in the closet. Do you have any, this is the one question that I want them to ask themselves as they're looking, or this is the one piece or, or anything along those lines. I've written about this a little bit on my website. So for anyone that wants like a little bit more, um, probably a longer answer than I can give you right now, <laughs> they can go over to Nicole M. Caruso.com and, and, and check out some of that. Um, but I would say the main thing I want women to think about when they're trying to plan their sort of signature style is think about a time when you felt 
amazing. And when people noticed you felt amazing and said to you, you look great, you know, what were you wearing? Where were you? Um, do you still have those clothes? And then sort of build around that. I think we all to an extent have a uniform that we sort of flock to. And that can be a jeans and t-shirt uniform, whether you dress it up or down. That can be a dress that they love wearing and they dress it up or down. Um, it's sort of having, and, and there's a lot of, you know, that's not the only, those are not the only two options. There's a lot in between there. I'm just kind of pointing out two ways, but um, think of a time when you just felt like yourself. And then I want you to go in your closet and think about those things that you pull off the hanger, look at and go, ah, not today. If it's not today, it's pretty much going to be a never. <laughs> so, you know, get on a, an app like Poshmark yep. or, um, you know, get a little donation back going, do a clothing swap with your girlfriends and just say goodbye, you know, say a little prayer, whoever the next owner is. I hope this brings them joy. Um, not going to go complete Marie Kondo, but you know, you really want to have things that make you feel joyful and that you go, oh my gosh, yes, I can't wait to pull out that shirt today. So excited to get dressed today you know, get rid of all the things that make you feel uncomfortable, whether it's the fabric is uncomfortable, the cut is uncomfortable, or just the shape, or whatever it is. Um, and I think it's hard, because sometimes we get a sweater from a grandma, or we get a, you know, a hand-me-down, and we're just afraid to get rid of it, or maybe we got it on mega sale, and it has a designer label, but we just don't feel good in it. I just want women to give themselves permission to let it go. <laughs> let it bring someone else joy. Um, and you know, you don't have to go and go through your closet and throw everything out. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. I don't think that's a good idea, but just making those small tweaks of what is my uniform? What do I feel good in? And then I'm going to make a few variations on that. So I, I'll just speak to myself. I'm a, I'm a jeans, pants and blazer type of a girl. It's just always made me feel that little bit of pep in my step. Um, I love a shoe. I love a pointy toe shoe. Um, I love a structured bag. So those are kind of like my categories of what I look for when I'm shopping. And then I just kind of tailor that to whatever season it is. So if it's summer and I want to wear a blazer, it's a linen blazer. If it's wintertime and I want to wear, you know, a great pair of pants, they might be velvet pants. Um, so just kind of changing the textures, the fabrics, but sticking to those silhouettes and those pieces that really um, just it, speak to who you are and that make you feel great. Nicole, I know we were just scratching the surface of, of what you share on Instagram, of what I know is coming in this book of what's on your website, where can women find you online and how can they stay in the loop about the new worthy of wearing book that's coming out with Sophia Institute press? Well, you can um, definitely check out my website, NicoleMCaruso.com. Um, that is my kind of catch all for blog and all the things in between. Um, there's also worthyofwearing.com where we just have a little newsletter sign up if you'd like to be notified of things coming out about the book and sort of updates on that. And then just following me on Instagram, that's, that's my day-to-day -day, um, kind of what's going on in, in the world of, of me <laughs> and Worthy of Wearing. And, um, and that's at nmcaruso, C-A-R-U-S-O. And um, I just love connecting with women on there. It is so powerful the community that you can create when you just send a dm you know <laughs> and you just get talking about these these matters of the heart this is the one last question that i ask women as we wrap up this podcast and 
it's we're learning more about what it means to live out the feminine genius. And I think you've spoken to this so beautifully throughout our conversation. But Nicole, how do you live out the feminine genius as a woman, encouraging other women to invest in their self-worth as daughters of God? You know, I think it is having that continual yes to our Lord that he 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 gives us these ideas through the Holy Spirit and we have to be brave enough to do it the way he wants to do it and and obedient enough. And I think that is where I've sort of seen my feminine genius um, sort of make me feel like I'm doing the right thing at the right moment and being able to use my gifts for the right thing in the right moment because I'm just kind of surrendering to, to our Lord. And I think he does that to all of us in different ways where he has a mission and a plan in mind for each of us that's very unique. But sometimes we can um, try to accelerate it or try to do it in our own way. And, um, and oftentimes we find ourselves sort of saying, okay, Lord, <laughs> my way was getting a little hairy. I, I need you to take over. Um, so allowing, allowing Christ to speak into our mission and speak into our gifts and talents, that to me is the essence of using um, and acknowledging that feminine genius that he gave us. Because then once we do that with him at the forefront of whatever it is we're doing, you can really literally change the world because he has just, he's, he's, he's God and he can do anything. He can make miracles happen. Nicole, thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your story and sharing the story of Worthy of Wearing and for, yeah, for really just, yeah, encouraging women to see their beloved dignity in such a really tangible way. This has been really beautiful. Oh, it's such a pleasure to talk with you, Chloe. And um, to all of you who listen to this episode, I'm so grateful for you and I'm so grateful for you taking this time and I really hope that you um, can spend some time with our Lord and, and kind of chewing on this message a little bit and see what he has in store for you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Letters to Women. Head over to my blog, oldfashionedgirlblog.com, and you'll find the links to everything Nicole and I mentioned in today's episode. One resource you're going to want to make sure you know about is Nicole's new book that's coming out with Sophia Institute Press in 2021. Make sure you subscribe to her newsletter to stay in the loop about that release. Thanks so much for all your kind ratings and reviews on iTunes. I saw this review from a listener come across my inbox this week, and I loved it so much that I have to share it. This podcast is amazing for women who are seeking intentional Christ-led conversations between other women who, like them, are on the walk with Christ. It covers all sorts of topics that are relevant to women today. This podcast also played a role in my own reversion back to the faith, as I would listen to these incredible faithful women share so beautifully about their struggles, challenges, joys, and feasts of life. If you enjoy the conversations we're having here on Letters to Women, make sure you rate and review the podcast on iTunes so that women can discover these conversations as a search for what it means to live out the feminine genius in their daily lives too. That's all I have for this week's episode. There's some amazing conversations in the works for the next few episodes of Letters to Women, so make sure you're subscribed on all of your favorite podcast platforms so you never miss new content. Until next time, be not afraid. <laughs>